Thanks for joining us for Positively Dad. My name's James Shaw. I'm your host. I'm a dad. My wife, Terry, and I have a second grader, an almost eight-year-old. Her name is Naomi. And I started Positively Dad back on March 1st to be a resource for dads. And here it is, New Year's Eve, the end of 2019. And what I've been doing over the last few days is sharing some of my favorite episodes with you, some encore episodes, so that as we prepare to go into a new year and and to to start 2020, just to help us have a little bit of focus and uh, get clarity about the goals and things we'd like to accomplish in 2020. And, And so we've done five of these encore episodes. This is the fifth one. If you missed the other four, go back and take a listen. And I've, I hand-selected these ones that are really going to help set us up to win next year. Today we're going to talk to Dr. Scott Beeson. He wrote a book called The Working Dad's Survival Guide, How to Succeed at Work and at Home. And I had a great conversation with him earlier in the year just about how to make it all work. You know, we've got a lot going on. And, and you've got, uh, you know, if you're working, you've got expectations with that. Maybe you're in, in volunteering or, 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 or engaged in something with, with an organization or your church or your neighborhood or something like that. And then your kids have soccer or dance or, 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 or this or that. And, and then you want to support your partner and all that kind of stuff. And how do we make it work? Well, he gave us some really, really good ideas. And I thought as we go into 2020, what a great way to wrap up the year by getting a reminder of how we can balance it all out and make it work. So here we go, Dr. Scott Beeson on the Working Dad Survival Guide. Dr. Beeson, thanks so much for joining us on Positively Dad. Great, great. Happy to be here. Thank you. I'm glad you are. Well, you know, I mean, dads are, you know, it's always a balance between life and family and work. And, you know, you've written a book on that called The Working Dad Survival Guide, How to Succeed at Work and Home. So you've got some good tips for us. And, and as we jump in, I just want to hear a little bit about you. So tell us a little bit about yourself, and then we're going to get into the tips that you're giving these dads. Great. Yeah. So um, <clears throat> my name is Scott Beeson. I'm a, a husband and father. Um, I'm also a business school professor, um, and I do a lot of research and work in the areas of work and family policy in companies. And um, for a long time, I was just doing like blah, blah academic work in this area, and then about six years ago or so, I was I kind of got this mid-career crisis, I guess. Um, and, um, you know, I, I was like, you know, I'm tired of just writing stuff that like 50 other professors are going to read. And um, I was like, well, who really needs like good information about work and family challenges and you know, how to maybe overcome this? And it seemed to me that working parents really needed this information. Um, that companies and employers really needed this information. Um, and that in particular, dads really needed this information. There's a lot of resources out there for moms. Um, there's far less resources out there for dads. And, you know, half of all parents are fathers, and it seems like they aren't kind of represented in uh, at least my field of, of work and family uh, as well as they should. So anyway, so I started about six years ago. Um, I started blogging. I have a blog called fatherswork.family.com. Um, that led to a book, which is, you mentioned the working dad survival guide. Um, and you know, I also do things like I, I talk at, um, conferences and at companies and I do consulting work, um, you know, through my work, it's, it's amazing. It's opened so many doors. I, I was able to speak at the United Nations. I spoke at the white house. I, uh, lobbied members of Congress. I've worked with the States of New York and New Jersey on their parental leave policies. Um, so, you know, I've kind of been in a lot of uh, 
lot of different areas and a lot of rooms um, being an advocate kind of for for dads having more opportunity to be able to um, you know handle the challenges they face as um, you know uh, as dads and also most of the time we are the primary breadwinners in our families and it's a big responsibility and we only have so much time and energy so um, you know I think it's a really important topic that's been neglected for too long and you know, I'm trying my best to at least, uh, you know, provide some good information and encouragement to my fellow dads. Well, I think you're doing that. And that's why I started Positively Dad. When when my wife and I found out we were going to be parents seven years ago, we have a second grader. Mm-hmm. And I go online, I'm looking for stuff. I'm going to be the best dad. I'm so right. pumped up to be a dad. And nothing, there's nothing. There was hardly yeah. anything seven years ago. There's a little bit of stuff in the dad space now, not yeah. a lot. Yep. And, um, you know, if you get any of the magazines, you know, I get all the parenting magazines yep. and it's all about mom. Anything you see online, like if parents is, a magazine is posting something online, if it's about dad, it's usually making fun of him or bashing him. Yep. So it's just, it's not out there. So that's why I wanted to have you on and why I love the book. So let's jump in and, and we'll talk kind of as far as we can. And you give your tips based on your experience. Sure. You break it into this, you know, this idea of, of, of working dad survival guide into three areas. Work and family priorities, then success at work and success at home. Where should we start? Well, we always start with priorities, right? Um, <laughs> um, that's the thing, right? Um, you know, I, I really firmly believe that if we really think through our lives and what we want in our lives, we can at least take steps, large and small, to kind of start getting there. Um, you know, it's not always easy, you know, we don't always have all the money we want or the resources we need, or, you know, there's other challenges we have in our lives. We're so busy. A lot of us take care of our, our own parents, you know, there's all these other challenges, but if we really think through and we're like, okay, well, what's really most important to me is, you know, being in the, the CEO's office really important to me. Well, if it is. There's going to be sacrifices on the home front. They're, they're, you know, just in terms of time and energy. Um, but if our priority is, I want enough money to, you know, that my family could live a good life. But I want to be around. I want to be present. I want to be a really highly involved, great dad. Well, that involves a different set of choices, right? And a different set of, um, you know, trade-offs. Um, you know, I, again, I, I chose to be a college professor and my, my students kind of asked me like, why'd you become a professor? And I said, well, I loved college so much. I just wanted to stay. Um, but to some degree, it's really because I wanted a job that allowed me a lot of freedom and flexibility. Um, you know, during the the school year, which just started by the way, um, it's my first week back at school. Um, it's, uh, you know, during the week, I, you know, I certainly, I certainly work hard during the semester, but there's 20, 25 hours I have to be somewhere. Like I could do the rest at home or on my laptop or, or you know, very often waiting um, while my son is at his gymnastics lessons. Um, you know, uh, so it gives me that flexibility and freedom, right? Um, you know, also I have, you know, a decent amount of non-campus responsibility time in the summers and things like that. So anyway, I chose a job um, that would fit you know, the lifestyle I really wanted to have and, and the, the type of parent I wanted to be. Um, and not everybody, you know, you, you can't always make those choices ahead of time. But, um, you know, and this choice came with trade-offs, right? Um, I make less money than, you know, I could have otherwise. and But that's fine. I make a good enough living. 
and I get to kind of live the life and be kind of the dad and the husband I want to be. Um, well, and, and the choice, yeah. by the way, is whatever, I guess whatever choice you make is the right choice for you. Because I don't want a dad to listen and go, hey, I'm yeah. all in on work. And no. I'm, I'm, I work way more than 25 hours a week. And so I'm a bad dad. No, you're making the best no. choice for what is right for your family. Yes. Well, first off, I work more than 25 hours a week, but um, uh, setting that aside. But yes, correct. What 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 really needs to happen is that dads and frankly, they're you know with their spouses and as a family, think through what's important to them, what's their priorities, and then kind of live closer to there, make decisions that are closest to this. So if, yeah, you know, you're an ambitious person or, you know, you're career driven, there's nothing wrong with that as long as everybody's on board with that in your family um, and you make sure, you know, your family's okay. Um, and if that means, you know, um, if your spouse is great with that and they're happy to be home more and pick up some of the day-to-day, -day, you know, duties at home, then wonderful. Then you've, you've, you, you have an arrangement that works perfectly for you. Mm -hmm. um, if, you know, if, if you'd rather be the, uh, you know, part of a couple that, you know, does things a little more 50-50 or a little more egalitarian, well, there's ways you could get there. Um, and it might not be, you know, you might not get there in the short term, but you, you can make some choices now that could pay off. Um, you know, a, another part of this is, you know, some of um, uh, financial planning kind of comes into this once you think through your priorities. Yeah, so you know, that maybe, was the next spot yeah. I wanted to go was okay. you do have to make some financial choices. Like you said, that you know you you could advance further in in your career yeah. and make even more money and you've decided not to do that yeah. and um and and so then that put that could on some family put a financial strain what Absolutely. type of financial conversations are we having especially you've got two different types of families yeah. more dual yeah. income families now than ever yep. still some who stay home so walk us through that yeah so well um well it's a couple of things again you know it's thinking through priorities and then also knowing that um, you know, finances can constrain you or they can like enable you. Right. So let's just assume that at least you're making as a family enough money. Um, there are probably things you could do to give yourself a little more freedom. Right. Um, uh, you know, um, when it's time to get a car, do you need to lease a really nice new car or can you buy a car that's a couple years old, that's reliable, um, you know, that can give you, again, the opportunity to make a choice about money. If you're not like always like if if you're not as constrained by your budget. Um, well, and, people you know, put a lot of stress on that because maybe they don't think about it. They don't make the right decision. They don't know what to do. And then yeah. that causes the, okay, well now I got to add a job or increase my hours or do something. And that's just, you know, now we're working to pay the car, not working to provide for our family. Right. So I guess if, if we could, you know, if you could live below your, your income, <laughs> I, I know that's, that's kind of hard, you know, and, and every family's different and people are in different financial situations. So this is all very situational, but if you are able to live kind of below your budget, you know, I, 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 I quip in the book that I bought 80% of my dream house. Like I, I didn't buy my dream house because I'd be sweating payments. Um, you know, I wish I had one more bedroom. I wish I had a garage. I wish I had an eating kitchen. Um, I don't have any of those things, but 
Well, you, you do know, have time with your I family can, and that's I, more important. Yeah. Yeah. And if I, um, I remember cause you know, we were buying kind of at the, the, the top of the bubble, unfortunately. Um, and, uh, um, I remember we looked at this house that was, and I don't even know why we looked at it. It was like w- way more expensive than we were figuring we could, we could afford. Um, but then when we talked to our realtor, oh, she's like, yeah, you could qualify for, you know, she, for, you know, a certain num- dollar value in terms of a mortgage. And I'm like, that's crazy. Like, why would anyone ever loan me that much money? Like, like that would crush me. Like I, I wouldn't, you know, um, so, you know, it was almost like the system sometimes pushes us to consume as much as we possibly can or spend as much as we possibly can. Welcome to America. Have- yeah, and you have to kind of swim against the tide a little bit to mm-hmm. to do that. So um, anyway, that that's for like the the more privileged people who you know maybe have some money, um, but you know could we be smarter about it and give ourselves a little more freedom? And also, you know, if you have a decent amount of money, it's likely maybe you have more money than time, uh, <laughs> and luckily you could trade off some time for uh, some money for time. Um, you know, I, I I don't know about you, but I, I don't care so much about my lawn that it's going to interfere with my life. Or, um, you know, we, uh, you know, maybe you could hire a, a cleaning service to come in even just once a month to take mm-hmm. care of, like, some of the things you don't like to do. Yeah. Uh, opening up some time, relieving some stress, right? Um, yeah. And that's important. Yeah, because there are other things that, that cost a lot of money. You know, uh, childcare is really expensive, you know. Um, you know, uh, college tuition gets expensive. Healthcare can be expensive depending on, you know, especially if you have to um, arrange your own insurance. So if we can trim some fat in different places, that's great. But also, you know, thinking in a, in a broader sense, um, you know, there's there's one dad I profile in the book who um, he was making a good amount of money, but he wanted to go into his, you know, start his own business instead, his own um, kind of consulting company. Um, and he knew that would make him happier. He would be control his hours more. He'd be a more present dad. But you know, they had this this they had lived a certain lifestyle. Um, so it took them two or three years to start turning their lifestyle over. Yeah. Uh, before he was able to make that leap. So it's it's not like instant. You can't necessarily do make big changes right away, but we can start thinking about them. He also had lots of conversations with his, his spouse. Oh yeah. Um, they really, you know, talk through everything. They, um, and they really made it work. And right now he's, he's a much happier guy. He's living closer to the life he wants. And again, we can't have everything, you know, a, a life's a series of trade-offs, which means um, the more we think about, you know, what's most important to us, you know, then we can start making choices that align with that. Right. Um, and yeah, so, so that, that's really the important thing is really thinking through those priorities. And the thing is we are so busy and we're often so stressed finding time to just think about long-term stuff is, you know, is sometimes difficult to find that time. Right. Um, uh, you know, we're, we're running like a hamster on a wheel. It's hard to like kind of get off and sit in the cedar chips and just think about, you know, What's what should next? I be doing? What's next? And, yeah. and I guess one other thing is, you know, and, and I'm, I know I'm talking about lots of stuff, so I apologize for speaking quickly and going through a lot of stuff, listeners. Um, but mo- most of us make our career choices, at least our initial career choices, before we are husbands and dads. Right. Um, and sometimes the career choice we make when we're 22 
uh, suit our life when we're 22. And it yeah. might not suit our life when we're 35 and have other commitments and priorities. So, you know, we just we keep put that in the hopper too. You know, is our, is our job, is our career, is it something that's conducive to living the life I want? And if not, well, you know, maybe that's one of those long-term things we can, we can, we can look to. We'll get clarity around what that is. There's a book out that I really like for something like that. It's just, it's called five. And it says, where will you be five years from today? Just a, a big okay. number five. And it's yep. like a little workbook you go through yeah. to think about, because yep. I'm not doing what I was doing when I was 22. And I wouldn't right. want to do it now at 42 because <laughs> uh, it's not enough money. And the schedule was too hectic. And right. then since becoming a dad seven years ago, I've made massive changes to what I'm doing in my schedule as far as work goes. So right. let's, let's look at this kind of last little piece. And you've given us great info. And you know what? You've given them so many nuggets that if it's like, Dude, slow down. Well, they can just go pick up the book and read it their own pace. I think that's the best. Strategy. Yeah, and, and I guess the other thing is, you know, please don't don't make it seem. I, I don't want to make it seem like I have answers to all these questions. Um, what the Working Dad Survival Guide really, I think, it it helps dads do is think like here are the things you need to think through. Um, obviously, your life is very, you know, it's yours. It's very situational. What's right for me is not exactly what's right for you or for someone else. Uh, the trick is to think through what's right for you and then start making uh, choices in that direction. And there's no wrong answer there because it's your right. answer. So so when you look at that work and you go, OK, <clears throat> let's have success at work. And the key word that comes up a lot is just finding that flexibility. And I think yeah. a lot of employers are much more into this now than maybe they were you yeah. know, 10 or 20 years ago. What are, what are a couple of tips you would give to some people to find some flexibility at work if they if they've got to keep their job and keep doing yep. what they're doing and want to be more engaged at home? Well, you know, we, we complain about technology, right? A lot of times about it, you know, it takes up our time and keeps us connected to work and things like that. Um, but technology really helps us too. Um, the fact is, you know, there are many jobs where you have to be at a certain place at a certain time. Uh, but there's a lot of jobs where, you know, I, I think most quote unquote white collar ish kind of jobs a third of the work or something to that effect, it really doesn't matter if it gets done during regular work hours or at the regular workplace. And more and more employers, as you say, are, are kind of recognizing this. So, you know, if you do a really good job at work, you could probably, um, you know, speak with your supervisor, et cetera, speak with your HR rep or something like that. And you could probably, you know, wind up arranging something where you could, um, you know, perhaps work from home some of the time uh, or on an as needed basis, if you just kind of work it out with your team or your supervisor, um, you know, and, and I, I give some advice on how to maybe negotiate this um, to make it kind of a win-win for supervisors to address some of their concerns. Um, the big concern, if you, if you have a supervisor who's not a great supervisor, they might feel like, you know, if I can't see them in the office, how do I know if they're working? Well, um, you can help them. You can, you know, you can say, hey, you know, if we have this trial run that I can, you know, leave at three o'clock a couple of days a week, I will give you reports of what I'm doing during that time. Or, or, you know, we'll set up meetings to discuss and, you know, you could pull the plug at any time if my performance slips below a certain level and mm -hmm. you give the manager like a better tool to know what you're doing, then, um, you know, then it, it, it usually kind of works out. Um, well, now work I, has become your, yeah. I'm sorry. And, and, and now work has become your partner, you know, your right. supervisor. I mean, we're partnering together and we're going, Hey, I'm dedicated to you and I desire this. And I don't think, you know, most 
employers want, if you're a great employee, they desire for you to stay yes. and be happy. And, yep. and so if that means that there's some flexibility there and you're doing a great job, then you can probably make something happen. Yeah, I, I agreed. I, most, uh, so not, not to get too stereotypical here, but how good are guys at asking for help? Well, not very good at it. Not very good at it, right? right. So we cut ourselves off from potential allies sometimes if we don't ask mm -hmm. for what we need or advocate for ourselves, right? So most managers are not just jerks. Most managers would mm -hmm. rather, as long as it doesn't hurt the business, work with us, right? Most employers, yeah. as long as they see like it works out, right, um, would rather support us. Uh, most coworkers, same way. Our spouses, the same way. But if we don't yeah. ask for what we need, you know, then we don't, we can't get that support. Right. So, you know, I, I one of my favorite stories from the, um, you know, I interviewed dozens and dozens of dads for the book was this one guy, he works at, um, you know, uh, one of those big, big financial firms, um, one of the global big financial firms. And back when his daughters were little before they were in school, uh, he just with this, he was feeling burnt out because he had a big job, 60, 65 hours a week kind of thing. Um, and he felt like he was just missing too much of his daughter's childhood. So he talked to his boss and it's like, you know, is there something we could do here? So they worked out what they what he wound up calling daddy daughter Wednesdays. So he didn't go into work on Wednesday till one o'clock. Um, and he just said every Wednesday morning, his daughters didn't go to daycare um, on Wednesday. And they just, um, you know, had the mornings together and they made pancakes and they played and they spent time together. and. Um, just that, and he still continues to be a rock star there and, and, and perform great. He's still there. Um, and it's like, you know, 12, 13 years later now. Um, and you know, he might not have still been there, right. If his supervisor wasn't willing to be flexible with him when he, when he needed some flexibility. Um, so sometimes an accommodation just like that is enough. Right. Um, but you know, sometimes we need more structural things. Sometimes it means, you know, listen, I'm not getting what I need from this employer. Let me see what's out there. Um, and one of the things I do in the book is I try to talk about, you know, what leading companies are, are, are beginning to offer in terms of flexibility, in terms of benefits, in terms of, uh, you know, other types of perks that might be important for, for balancing uh, work and family. So um, that at least, you know, when we're out on the job market, we can know maybe what to look for or, or what might suit us. Other things, you know, like, if you just took almost the same job or maybe a slightly less paying job, but it's, it cuts your commute in half, that might be a worthwhile, uh, um, you know, change. You know, I but, live in the, in kind of the far suburbs of New York city, you know, some of my friends and neighbors commute into New York city and it takes them like an hour plus each way. Um, you know, I'd rather not spend three hours of my day just going to and from somewhere and I think there's a cost to that, right? In terms yep. of your time and energy. Um, so, you know, th th there's other things besides just the job itself. And, you know, some of the things around the job that could also enable or get in the way of us kind of being the dads we want to be and having the time we want to have. Great stuff. So what, what's the, the take-home message you want these dads to hear so that they can, they can have this balance at home, work, yeah. be happy? What, what's the, what's the take-home? Well, a couple things. One, you know, you can't get what you want till you till you know what you want and ask for it. So, you know, advocate for yourself. Um, to advocate for yourself, you have to have some credibility. Um, so you have to make sure you're doing well at work. Um, 
I, I kind of, you know, I think in my line of work, I really try to get an A in the most important things in my job. Like I am a really good classroom teacher. I, you know, write and publish, you know, to, to the level I'm supposed to, you know, I serve on a couple of important committees at work. That allows me to say no to like some other less important things that might chew up my time and be a little less meaningful. Um, that allows me to maybe get a B minus in other parts of my work, if that makes sense. Um, and it allows me to, you know, maybe assert some of my need for flexibility um, by getting an A in the most important pieces of my work. So, you know, um, it, it, ha it should be a partnership, right? Um, the relationship you have with your employer should be, you should work out for both sides. So if you take care of them, they'll be much more likely to take care of you. Awesome. Well, listen, I appreciate you joining us today and, and sharing these tips. Uh, the book is uh, oh, the working dad survival guide, which is just awesome. Where can they find the book and where can they find you? Okay. So, um, uh, just, you know, one last thing before we dive into that, there's another section in the book about home and you know, finding time and, and finding ways to make family time memorable. And then finally about trying to build a dad network of friends who uh, or neighbors or family members who are dads in similar situations so that you can have some, you know, camaraderie and share ideas and things like that. So we'll get to that next time I go on your podcast. But oh, um, hey, we would love that. That would be okay. great. Yeah. So, but that's the rest of the book. So it's not just about work. Um, so yeah, you can find uh, the book. Really, Amazon is the best way to, to go. Um, the Working Dad Survival Guide. Um, I do have a website for the book, which is workingdadsurvivalguide.com. Um, the blog that I mentioned before is fathersworkandfamily.com. It's not quite as active as it used to be, but there's a lot, lots of good uh, information and conversation there. Um, you know, I'm on Twitter with my, you know, with, with my full name, Scott Beeson. Um, and I presume, you know, you go to Positively Dad, um, and, you know, when you're clicking on the website there, uh, you'll have some of the links to this stuff. You got it. Dr. Beeson, thank you so much for taking time out today to join us. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Wow. Was that good stuff? And I, I think, you know, there's so much more we could talk about. I'd love to have Dr. Beeson on again, I think, to dive in even deeper on some of these things. The, the, the thing that he said that, that really, really resonated with me was know what is important to you. We've got to know what's important to us. And once we know what's important to us, we can make the right choices. And whatever choice we make is the right one because we've made it based on what's important to us. And I feel like so many of us make choices around what we think is right for our career. And if, and if that is what's important to you, then pursue that. And if, if, if the career is not as important to you, then then stay at home. I mean, this is what I did just a couple of years ago. I said, you know, I, I, I was on the road way too much. It's, it's easy. Too much on the road. So dial it back. Well, when I dial it back and, and stay home, then, then, well, since going on the road is what I do to earn income, then I'm going to make less money. And, and I will. In 2019, I'll make less money than I did in 18. And in 18, I made less money than I did in 17. And I've got to be okay with that. And, and then look at other opportunities to bring revenue into my family that allow me to stay at home. And I also don't want to give up the travel because that fulfills me as well. So, so I've found kind of like this spot that seems to work for us. And I'm making the choices that are, I think, right for me and right for my family. Are you doing that? Go out and get the book. Go out and get the book. Invest the time to read it. And I think you'll get a lot out of it. I trust you're getting a lot out of this. Will you share this 
with someone who needs to hear it. Would you help us get this message out to other dads? Other dads need to be involved in this and hear it. And, and it's going to come from you sharing it. Share it on your social media. Tag us at Positively Dad. We're on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. Um, and, and, and engage other people into what's happening here because this is, a, is, a, is an important message for dads to hear right now. I want to thank you for listening. I trust that we're adding value to you. That's my goal. I don't make money on this. I do this just to learn and grow and get better. And I, I trust that that's happening for you too. And, and so if you would, would you subscribe wherever you're listening? Would you rate us? Five stars are awesome. And then share it with people. And like I said, follow us. PositivelyDad.com is the website. At PositivelyDad, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And then if you're a dad who would love to be on, you have something to say, you want to just share your thoughts about fatherhood, then reach out to me and let me know. James at PositivelyDad.com. I want to thank you for listening to this Dad Talk episode. And I trust that you're going to have a great day. Thanks for listening to Positively Dad. I'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.